Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. I see a new episode of Tooncast coming this week. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Hello and welcome to Tooncast. This is episode 290. We are, well, we're probably nine episodes away from 300 at this point, but we are continuing on in the Tooncast origins here on the GeekCast Radio Network. I am, of course... TF2 and Mike, and this time around, once again, he is back for another week. It is Tim Nidell. Hello, sir. Hey, guys. It's me again. So if you hated me, I'm sorry. But if you loved me, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> no, it's good to be back. Sorry. Don't mean that. It's good to be back. <laughs> Talking more about cartoons and uh, other things. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Well, we all know the first question is kind of a redundant question. I don't want to say stupid, but it's redundant. Did you grow up watching cartoons? What were some of your earliest cartoon memories? So, you know, I didn't watch cartoons as a kid. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm uh-huh. kidding. <laughs> right. Of course. Yes, of course I watched cartoons as a kid. I mean, my earliest memories, I think, are of watching cartoons as a kid. So, the answer is yes. Um, which cartoons? Pretty much all of them in the early 80s. So I was born in 1980. Grew up loving all the classics, He-Man, Thundercats, and memories of pretty much every cartoon almost out there from the 80s and 90s. I, mean, I did. There's some cartoons people mention, like, you know, like Mask. Let's talk about Mask. I watched it. <laughs> I just don't have memories of watching it. You know what I mean? Oh boy. Well, just like last week, I will say, with Powers of Grayskull series, we've covered every piece of He-Man animation. Optimus Solo tapped out with Mask. 
<laughs> so, Kevin, we did Masked Mayhem, I don't know, decade or so ago or whatever the hell long ago it was. And I had to bring somebody else in to finish off season two. Because uh, technically the show has two seasons, but season one was 65 episodes and season two was 10 episodes because there are 10 total episodes, or uh, 75 total episodes of that show. And you're right. The only thing I really remember, like, lickety split like every other 80s cartoon about masks specifically is the theme song. And the fact that I had all the toys. I was going to say the toys, the toys. Oh. I remember that more than the show. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember it being a bad show. I, I, I watched it after that too, but it's just not something that I go back to and talk about because to me, it was kind of a forgettable show and already we're starting off the interview or whatever this episode <laughs> is with a negative. I'm sorry. You're no, a not- fan. I'm sorry. You're not you're not wrong. I mean, it, it isn't that. It, it's the it, look. Mask is not as great as everyone assumed it to be, and yeah, yeah. It just like yes, there are certain aspects of Mask that are cool. The vehicles are cool. The things are cool. The theme song is amazing. The stories and the writing for it's like they threw every single script against the wall and none of the spaghetti stuck. There was spaghetti all over the the, the floor because like and they repeated storylines multiple times. And of course, it doesn't help that you have out of all of the 80s kid characters, the single worst set of. Spike and Bumblebee? I'll take Spike and Bumblebee any day over fucking Scott and T-Bob. Oh, God. (laughs) T-Bob is the... I'd take Megatron over... Like, look, Megatron might be the the evil bad guy. I'll take a bad guy over a dumbass scooter any day. (laughs) Then it must have been an unnatural force. Come on, T-Bob. Let's go back to the cottage. Uh, at least one of these darn things flies, and I'm going to find it. They're all the same. They're just windmills. Oh, yeah? Oh, what about that one? What about it? The sails are turning the wrong way. Not that one. That one over there. You're right. Let's check it out. At last, something's blowing my way. <sighs> Let's talk about happy things. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. yes, yes. Happy things. Other, yeah. other early cartoon memories that you may have had. So I do remember something I did as a kid that, you know, I think it may be a common thing with some people maybe listening. I'm not sure. But I also remember recording pretty much all my favorite cartoons on VHS when yeah. I was a kid. So I used to get up in the morning or maybe even set the uh, timer because I think I was the only person in the house, even though I was five years old, who knew how to set the uh, clock and the timer on the VCR. So I'd set the timer or get up, like I said, myself and record everything. And the funny thing is I had tapes for each show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had a tape. I had a separate tape for, for DuckTales, separate tape for X-Men, the animated series, separate tape for Eek. The cat, which I love, by the way, I should have talked about, about that show last week or last episode, but I love that uh, <laughs> cartoon as well. And most of the time I would sit there and pause for the commercials, edit out the commercials. 
And now that I'm thinking about it, I really wish I had those with the commercials. Actually, I wish I had the cartoons, period, on VHS. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. I think as we got older, I just taped it over with, you know, something else. They're all in a landfill somewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, I used to wake up, sit on the floor. So if you go to my website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com, you'll see that the first image there is of a kid sitting on the floor with a bowl. No, he doesn't have cereal in this one. Never mind. <laughs> the old one had a kid with a bowl of cereal. Um, yep. That was what, what I did as a kid. I, I got my own breakfast. I sat in front of the TV, ate my Lucky Charms or my Captain Crunch, and uh, watched cartoons from 7 in the morning to noon when they were on Saturday mornings. And if it was in the afternoon, I... Uh, so I think a lot like other 80s kids, we were very independent as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I got myself up in the morning with my alarm, took a shower, got dressed, ate some breakfast. Maybe, and I maybe had to, watched five seconds of, yeah. of a cartoon. Yeah, no, I had at least 20 minutes of watching okay. the show. I remember watching, I think it was different every day. It was either Teddy Ruxpin or um, Woody Woodpecker. Okay. Those are who I remember watching before having to walk to school because my parents were already at work at that point. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, can, can you imagine kids nowadays if they had to do that? They wouldn't go to school. No, they wouldn't. They would sit at home <laughs> on their iPads and be stupid. Yeah, but I was very independent. I don't even remember my brother being there, even though he. Oh wouldn't. no! I don't remember him being there in the mornings. But I just really enjoyed getting up and watching cartoons as a kid, and that was the first thing I did when I woke up, even on weekdays. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about it last week with your top 10 list, but what cartoons were you watching the most as a kid? Uh, were you more of a Saturday morning kid or were you weekday after school? Both? I mean, it's a, it's a great mixture of both. Yeah. I, even so much to where I even get them mixed up. If it was <laughs> a Saturday morning yeah. cartoon or a weekday afternoon cartoon, honestly, like, I mean, I know DuckTales was afternoon, of course, cause it was Disney mm-hmm. afternoon. But I mean, so I love DuckTales, Thundercats, uh, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, even some of the more obscure ones. Like I said, Eek the Cat and the Beetlejuice cartoon. I think that came out in 89, I think. Somewhere Um, around there. Whenever after the movie came out. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was it was hard for me to run across a show that I didn't enjoy watching. Mm hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, there's a gas gun to your head. What's the number one favorite cartoon as a kid? Um, gas gun to the head. A little Darkwing little reference there. All right. Gas mm-hmm. gun to the head. Let's go. Like I said last week, it was always kind of a tie. Thundercats mm-hmm. or DuckTales. But I'm going to say, say DuckTales. That's my, my go-to. Even now, I, I will okay. watch I will watch DuckTales even now. Ugh, nothing but old robes. 40 years of searching, and I end up with Kali Baba's Dirty Laundry. All right. Very cool. Very cool. What are some of the other cartoons you like? Do you have a favorite cartoon genre or type? So basically, this is like, obviously, you've already mentioned Transformers and G.I. Joes, but like cartoon genre or type is like, the boys action cartoon or then there's like strawberry shortcake and, and all that. And <laughs> it, I, else. Too. I really did. Watch, I watched my little pony as a kid. I played with the ponies when I was a kid too. Um, mainly because my babysitter who had a daughter, my age 
had a lot of the, my little ponies and I remember watching the cartoon there as well. Uh, first girl that I kissed, by the way, would have, would have been her. <laughs> and uh, I think I would have been like five years old. So that was pretty young. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. All little, righty then. To answer more of the question. Uh-huh. Um, yes, I would watch a little bit of everything. I think I kind of was geared more maybe to the action ones, you know, the, of course the, the boy action ones, mm-hmm. he man, undercast, you Joe. I mean, even DuckTales is action oriented, you know, because of the mm-hmm. adventure they go on. Like I said, last time is very much like Indiana Jones treasure hunting and yep. uh, run, run across bad guys or whatever. So more of the action based ones. Um, I didn't really get into the anime looking ones until later, if at all. Like, I never really been into anime. I watched Dragon Ball Z with my college roommate. Not college roommate, my after high school roommate. We weren't in college together. Right. I got into that then, but not really anime. You know what I mean? And Voltron, Voltron kind of had that anime look, which I, I did love Voltron a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say that. But it didn't have that 100% anime feel. Yeah. No, but Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. After all this time, I'm not getting my hopes up. How did your cartoon watching habits change as you grew up throughout your life? So one of the misconceptions that I think people have of me, especially people who listen to my show, think that I watch everything. Mm-hmm. That I watch cartoons now, modern cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I, I really stopped watching most, like 99% of the cartoons around 97 when I was okay. 17 years old. Um, just cause I outgrew it. I thought at the time, you know, maybe their nineties cartoons got a little slapsticky, a little cheesy, you know? <laughs> and I just wasn't into that. So the cartoon that I would watch after that would have been the Simpsons, uh, Futurama. Ow, quit it. Ow, quit it. Ow, quit it. Ow, quit it. Hey, what's with this? Ow, quit it. Some South Park. I stopped watching that early 2000s, though. Yeah. Um, again, it's not because they're bad. Yeah. It's just, I just don't have time for new things in my life, you know? <laughs> it's, I he's, so, he's so focused on the old stuff, folks. Anything before 1997 is fine. <laughs> and so if you listen to my show, I do have people on, you know, like the voice of Ash, Ketchum from Pokemon. Even mm-hmm. though I've never watched an episode of Pokemon until my kids came along. And even then, I still tried to avoid it. <laughs> but maybe. So here's a little behind the scenes of my show. After I did that interview, she told me that was her favorite interview she's ever done. Very so, cool. So maybe, you know, coming into the interview, not knowing much and mm-hmm. not as a quote unquote fan yeah. was what's helpful in that interview. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I watched maybe, I don't know, a handful of Pokemon episodes. And I know the general gist of it, but I have never watched the series all all the way through. So here's a little funny behind the scenes thing, too. Uh Uh-huh. The Pokemon. Um, In 99, Mm -hmm. I was dating this girl, and she had a younger brother who was, you know, perfect generation for Pokemon. And so he wanted to go see the movie that came out, the first Pokemon movie. And so we took him to go see it. So that was my first introduction to Pokemon. 
And the beginning of the movie has a short, like a five uh-huh. minute short. And when the short was done, it, the movie theater was packed. I stood up and I clapped. And I was like, that was fun. And I started walking out and all the adults laughed. And all the kids like, sit down. That wasn't the movie. So that was that was my introduction to Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> so I was making the Pokemon fans angry day one. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you, you're never going to win with fandom, folks. You, you no. just can't. And it's not even about the – it is about the people, but it isn't about the people. But it's about the whole toxic crusader-ish type yeah. of BS that – yeah. How often do you go back and rewatch any of the cartoons you grew up with? I watch DuckTales quite a bit. You know, I do this almost like therapy. If I if I want to feel good, if I want to have if I had a bad day, mm-hmm. I'll put a, I'll put a cartoon on. You know? Right. Yeah. It makes me feel happy. It makes me it reminds me of the good days, you know, no bills, no stress. You know, all you did to worry about is school and just being a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw a good DuckTales in or a Thundercats or anything, really. Turtles, um, Batman animated. So quite a bit. Now, if, I, if I'm researching for an interview, it's, it's funny. My wife will come in and watch me, catch me watching something. And she's like, oh, you have an interview coming up, don't you? And I was like, yep, I do. So <laughs> I'll watch things for interviews just to well, yeah. you know, get familiar with their sound again, you know, if mm-hmm. I haven't heard it in a while. Yep. So, I, yeah, I do like throwing cartoons on every now and then. I won't watch it all the time, you know, once a yeah. week, if that sometimes. Having a bad day, maybe I'll grab a beer, sit down, and watch some of the good old DuckTales. <laughs> Nothing like getting drunk with Uncle Scrooge in the money pit. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Seems like a scotch drinker, right? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what Uncle Scrooge does in his uh, either I mean, gin or scotch. He'd probably yeah. maybe gin, maybe gin. Yeah. I don't know how he could with all the swimming he does in the money. I don't know. Well, maybe that's why he does it because he's a little <laughs> <laughs> get the alcohol out of his system. There you go. <laughs> Quit drinking and swimming, Scrooge. You're under arrest. You're gonna drown in that. Yep. So. I don't okay when we initially created these 30 questions for this show I don't really agree with question 7 anymore because I <laughs> do, well it's just one of those things where I personally feel like anything was made to be in the time it was made yeah so question 7 which cartoons from your childhood have you rewatched as an adult and which ones held up the best and or worst? I personally don't feel like anything needs to hold up to today's standards because yeah. it wasn't made today yeah. in 2022. It was made in 1982, 83, 84, 2020 or 20, whenever the hell the first Looney Tunes, not 20, 19, God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold shit up to today's standards, folks. It's not supposed to do that. But maybe the fact that I don't watch modern cartoons, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I guess. Because I don't really like Family Guy. I don't like Family Guy, so I can't really hold it up to Family Guy. Yeah. Um, so going back, of course, I'm going to say this again, DuckTales, Thundercats, 
I haven't really ever stopped watching those two, so I can't really talk about those. Um, I don't want to hate on any franchise. You know, I was asked this at a panel I did last year. They asked me what my pretty much the same thing. What cartoon doesn't hold up that you don't really appreciate now? And I refused to answer then because I didn't want people to boo at me. <laughs> but you think, I have to think of one though. Um, God, I don't want to. I mean, it's almost as I, it's almost as if I need to pull up a site and refresh <laughs> memory on things because, like I said, I watched most cartoons that were out back then, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't hate on any of them really. Except for mask. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. I mean, that that definitely doesn't hold up. Biker <laughs> um, Mice from Mars? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It's because yeah. I, I have memories of all of them. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. So it, it's going to be interesting because I have to actually. So even though we have these 30 questions, depending on who the guest is, depending on what they're situation is of how they grew up with the stuff some questions i have to skip so we're skipping down to question nine because question eight doesn't make any sense for you because you haven't watched cartoons past 1997 i could i mean i have seen cartoons from them i just don't seek them out so you can ask me and see what happens which cartoons that aired when you were an adult have you liked the most um i guess (laughs) skip to question nine Uh, no no um, (laughs) justice league Yes, 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 yes. Justice League is awesome. I did, I did watch that in its entirety when it first aired, and I would have been in my 20s. So, yep. yeah. Justice League is awesome. Gentlemen, it's been an honor. Are there any cartoon? And I, I refuse your refusal, so you cannot refuse to answer this. <laughs> Are there any cartoons you hate or have been greatly disappointed by? We already know Mask. I mean, that's a given. <laughs> Okay, I'm actually going to cheat. I'm going to Google, because I just need to be reminded of some cartoons. <laughs> How much longer will these cursed repairs take? Work faster! There are Autobots waiting to be mangled! Even now, the Autobots bask in what they believe to be their victory, never expecting us to strike at the new planet they are exploring. Planet? What planet? We will make that world a tomb! But, but, but Galvatron, we need time to plan, to prepare. Um, a world called Torculon. Are there any cartoons you hate or have been greatly disappointed by? Okay. I'm going to pull up 90s cartoons. <laughs> I think that's why I can't find any in the 80s. Cause... <laughs> I mean, I guess I could go with that one, even though it was after I started watching cartoons. Yeah, I can always go with that. Okay, I'll go with it. Okay. All right. So um, so this is a cartoon that came out after I was done watching cartoons. All right. Okay. I think it came, I think it came out in 99, maybe. Not well, sure. So so Family Guy. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. I, I actually watched the first season and I enjoyed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it got canceled and it was gone for what, a year or two or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. came back and I just wasn't into it at all. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to put anybody down. I don't know if I was 
the same mentally as I was when season one came out. But the jokes just don't hold up to me. It So if you throw in a ton of pop culture jokes, it's mm-hmm. funny in the moment. But in 10 years, is it going to be funny? Yeah, January 31st, 1999 is when it debuted. And I hate that there's a dash and says present. Ugh, yeah, yeah, bad. it shouldn't be there. Yeah, it shouldn't say present. I mean, I don't want to put anybody down who watches it. It does mm-hmm. have funny stuff in it. It does have funny stuff in it. But it's the same as like, let's just say like a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> no, yeah. if you're going to throw a joke in there just because you know it's going to get a laugh, even though it's not the greatest joke, but you throw it in there just to get a laugh. Is it yeah. funny? No. And you may not get the reaction that you want. You may not get that laugh. You yeah. May, you know, it, it may be something completely separate. So, and, and the fact they only rely on those kind of laughs or the pop culture references, mm-hmm. it's just not going to hold up. In my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Growing up, and this is a really weird question, but I used to do this with action figures at school. Did you and your friends ever pretend to be the cartoon characters you saw on TV at, say, school recess or something like? Oh yeah. You know, you're you know you're in the you're you're in the corner being pelted by dodgeballs, and I'm going to be Optimus Prime and run you down. Not that Optimus <laughs> Prime would run down any children, but you know that is affirmative. You never yeah. know. But yeah, <laughs> do it all the time. All the time in the 80s. I I remember specifically one time we were on the monkey bars. <laughs> this would have been third grade. So uh-huh. this would have been uh, 87? Would that have been third grade for us? 87? Yeah. 87, 88, something like that. Yeah. 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 So Sounds we right. were sitting on the monkey bars and out of all the cartoons, I don't know why we chose this cartoon to be the characters, but we were Garfield and Friends. Oh, boy. Okay. Not really the cartoon you would think of. To, to no. Mimic. No. <laughs> so somebody was John. Somebody was Garfield. Somebody was Odie. <laughs> somebody was normal. <laughs> then, uh, what else? DuckTales. We did that with DuckTales. Even Bubba Duck. He gets hate, but I like Bubba Duck. Uh, yeah, Thundercats, Transformers. I think pretty much all the cartoons back then during the playground time, we would always try to mimic or, you know, do something to yeah. copy that. You know, Thundercats Ho with whatever he had in her hand, a pencil or a ruler or whatever. Something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Who is your end-all, be-all favorite character from any cartoon? You can pick a hero (laughs) and a villain. Oh, God. This is very (laughs) hard, open-ended question. Um, Any hero of all time. (laughs) This is almost impossible. You need to strike this from your questions. Nope. Not going to happen. Make a choice. Maybe... 
All right, maybe Darkwing. <laughs> Bunny? Rabbit? Why of all the. <clears throat> Sir, I have only one response to this development. Come, come, little running gag. Let's see if we can sell this epic to Disney. Maybe they'll make a TV series out of it. This villain? Um, villain. Soundwave. Okay. Soundwave and Darkwing. Good combination. Soundwave superior. Constructor gods inferior. Again, we talked about this last episode. My, yep. uh, I have an obsession with cassettes. And as you, you and I both kind of talked about it, I think it may have come from Soundwave. My love of cassettes. And yep. uh, yeah, those are two good characters to pick. Absolutely. What are some other cartoon characters you like? Are there any you hate? Any that I hate? Mask? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm not picking on Mask. Um, I can't name a character for a Mask. That's why I can't mention it. Um, Other other ones that I love, Eek the Cat. Um, I loved uh, Scrooge McDuck. I think he's also in the top five favorite characters of the mm-hmm. uh, cartoons for me. Launchpad McQuack, Thunder, you know, Lionel from Thundercats, Mumra. Mumra, sh- maybe my second favorite villain would have been Mumra. Skeletor, my third favorite, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, I was kissed by Skeletor. Wait, what? Alan Oppenheimer kissed me. When did this happen? <laughs> So I was at a convention. That's when I got my interview with him. Right, right. And uh, he doesn't do many interviews. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I got my interview with him. And uh, afterwards, he uh, gave me kind of a slight hug and he kissed me on the cheek. Oh, jeez. And then uh, like an hour or so later, his manager came up to me and was like, Tim, he's never done that before. That's a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> so I was honored to be kissed by Skeletor on my cheek. There you go. What year convention was this? Let me look up my interview would have been. Uh, uh, 2016, 2017? Yeah, 2017. So it would have been the uh, LA Comic Con 2017. That'll teach you to fool around with magic. Yes, you all. Once I've restored Evelyn and Faker, I'll be back to have vengeance. So swears Skeletor. And that was the same... Same day where Rusty Taylor, the voice of Minnie Mouse and mm-hmm. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, kissed me on the same cheek as well. <laughs> twice on the same spot. I'm so excited about tonight, aren't you? Minnie? You're trying to get me killed? Hmm, maybe. Oh, Mickey Mouse, you forgot, didn't you? Oh, no. no. Oh, Rusty Taylor. Yeah, who, who passed away a couple years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, at least... Mickey and Minnie are together in heaven. Amen to that. So she she told me. I know we're going totally side. Okay. Good. She told me a story when I hung out with her. So I, I hung out with her for a couple hours at the mm-hmm. convention because I was hosting the Ducktales reunion for DAF Radio, which is another show at the time, and I was hosting the panel. Okay. And uh, so she was there as her um, Comic Con first ever appearance at a Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a big deal. So I was hanging out backstage for about a couple hours. We were backstage next to the main stage, and mm-hmm. on the main sta- stage was Rock, The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Yep, yep. And she was geeking out. She was <laughs> like, 
almost turning red, like blushing that she was only probably about 20 feet from the rock. It was this, <laughs> you know, this older gal at the time she was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and just speaking out that the rock is just right there. Almost, she could almost reach out and touch him. That was pretty <laughs> Oh, very cool, very cool. All right. <laughs> For you, question 13 is pretty loaded because you have 200 episodes, uh, over 200 <laughs> episodes of them. But who are some of your favorite cartoon voices and or voice actors? So the voices oh. and the voice actors. Okay, so my – hmm, I was about to answer it, but – it's hard to say. <laughs> my my favorite living voice actor, all right, mm-hmm. is is Corey Burton. Yes. At long last, I serve you, my liege, under my true colors. Rise, shockwave, my most loyal servant. Ah, uh, which character though? I mean, he <laughs> was he was Soundwave. <laughs> Well, sound, you know, so you can't really say it's him. Uh, but it's Frank with a vocoder, but yeah. Um. So, which one of his? He does. He does Dale from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, but again, his voice has changed. I don't know. That's why I, I think it's why I just love him so much because he's just a lot of things, mm-hmm. a lot of different voices, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a voice of a lot of Disney like icons, even Disney park things. Like you'll go to Disneyland and you'll hear his voice. <laughs> you know, he'll mimic Paul Freeze like nobody else can, which Paul Freeze is spoiler alert, he's my favorite dead uh, voice actor, Paul Freeze was. Um yeah. and of course he was uh Ludwig Ludwig von Drake and the uh ghost host at uh Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. So those two are probably my favorite, and why I like both of them. Why I like Corey might be because he mimics Paul Freeze. He's pretty much the person who stepped into his shoes and took over his roles because he does Ludwig, Ludwig von Drake. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe that's why I love both of them. Yeah, Paul replaced Optimus Prime. Jerks. Not not Paul. Paul's not a <laughs> jerk, but. In Knight Rider, Peter Cullen was the voice of Carr initially, and then in season three, when they brought him back, it was Paul Freeze. And all as I can remember from this episode is, it was this beach kid, beach boat kid named John and his girlfriend named Mandy. And, and John gets into the car, and John's like, oh, hmm. When's, when's Alan Funt gonna jump out of the... <laughs> And Paul Freeze in the car, and Paul Freeze's voice. Was well, Alan Fun going to pop up and say smile on candy camera? Who's Alan Fun? And I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> just I chills. I remember chills. that. I need, I need to correct myself. So, so yeah, no, Corey wasn't the voice of Soundwave. Didn't he do Soundwave in the movie though? No, that was Frank too. Corey was What's Shockwave in Transformers. I could have sworn that he did Soundwave at some point, but you're right. See, I thought they didn't get Frank. I, I don't remember the movies. No, the movie, it, the, the live action movie, they got Frank. Uh, okay, so um, for some reason, I thought they got Corey Burton. No, I don't. So I don't remember the movies. I just remember the first movie, <laughs> the first live action one. I don't remember. That's why I was confused. 
I thought it was Corey for the live action movie. So let me rephrase that. He did not do Soundwave. That was, in fact, Frank Welker, who is one of my other all-time favorites. And he's a sweetheart. Such a nice guy. Um, And look up his voice. Dude, he he can do anything. I mean, you can look up Frank Welker, but you really can't look up Frank Welker because you're going to be scrolling for days, folks. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing what that man can do. Yep. But even though I say Corey's my favorite living, you know, it's it's hard. You know, Frank and even Pete Peter Colin, you can't you can't mm-hmm. deny what those two have done during their career and Mel Blank, you know, yep. you can't deny those guys their talent. Unimportant? Oh gosh, I'm I'm so unimportant. That's it. I like that. Modest, unassuming. It's me. Get me out of this gold darn contraption. Oh brother, fifty first and a half anniversary. Who writes this slop? Ugh. Happy birthday, old chum, old pal, old buddy. The next thing you know, they'll stick me with three snot-nosed nephews. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> it's just, oh, Warner Brothers doesn't have an original bone in it. Okay, people, places. Okay, this is Bugs Bunny's 51st and a half anniversary spectacular. Take one. <laughs> this is inconceivable. Eh, uh, cut. No, don't cut. Let the cameras roll and record it for posterity whilst I give this two-bit Nimrod a severe dressing down. Sir, you have desecrated the spirit of show business make-believe by using real bullets. Cut. No, don't cut. Now get rid of the stupid thing, take your little prop gun, and stick to the script. Cut. No, don't cut. And another thing, expect a call from my attorneys about this unfortunate incident. And brother, when they call, you better... Eh, now can we cut? You smug son of a... Absolutely. Okay, so I know you're not a modern cartoon guy, but I'll have to find you clips. But you remember Shockwave from TFG1, right? Yes, yes. So you remember Corey's Shockwave voice. Yes, yes. Corey went on in the future in 2007 with Transformers Animated. He came back and he played multiple voices but three major voices he played was Ratchet, Megatron, and Longarm Prime, a.k.a. Shockwave. Now, oh. I'm going to send you a video after the show about Shockwave because of the simple fact that you have, and the reason why you'll want to watch this is because you've talked to both these guys. Corey Burton is Shockwave. John as Blur. And John is running through the, as Blur, is running through the hallways and Shockwave's like, I know I can't catch you, but maybe I, and I'm doing a really shitty Shockwave (laughs) impression, but I can trap you. But like, there are two scenes in Transformers Animated, that scene where Shockwave kills Blur, 
and the scene at some point in the season three opener trans warped where so throughout the whole series uh, Shockwave slash Long Arm Prime. He's this spy bot. He's going to the Autobots as Long Arm Prime. He's raising through the ranks, but really he's the Decepticon because he has shape shifting abilities and he can change his shape and change whatever. Well, in season three, the season three premiere called Transwarped, he. I was. This was 2000. I think this was 2008, 2009. This is probably 2009 when season three aired. I'd have to look at the dates. I'm looking at the day. I was somewhere between 27 and 29 years old. Saturday morning, 6 friggin' a.m., watching this show. I already knew that it was Corey because I'd already been watching it. So I already knew it was his voice. That's fine. But the design for Long Arm Prime in the show, he's teal and gray and other colors. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this episode, he, you know, goes to Megatron. Ah, my lord. And it's essentially him talking to himself because he's voicing Megatron too. But he's like, ah, my loyal servant Shockwave. And in the Shockwave voice, Corey says, and at long last, I can finally serve you under my true colors and oh. they have these the, in, in the show they have the the weird change paint thing design whatever his colors change from gray and teal to purple and black I, I, I literally almost I, that's cool late 20s almost 30 friggin years old I literally almost fell out of my bed that is awesome yeah, Literal. so I, I will send you those videos after the show. But yes, no, Corey Burton, amazing. Uh, Absolutely no, love that guy. And the interview that I had with him is still... It's so good. My favorite <laughs> interview, probably, even though it was like eight years ago, and the audio quality is not as good as what you hear now on the podcast. But I'm just... You know, I keep my cool. It, I, yeah. I get told this a lot, too. I, I geek out internally. It never comes across the microphone. Mm-hmm. But I am geeking out majorly internally when I'm interviewing him because here he is, my favorite living voice actor, somebody who I was told I wouldn't get on the show, honestly. Yeah. Oh boy! And, and there he is. And then, okay, here's a little behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I may have mentioned this on the, on the episode. I'm not sure, but his publicist says, "Okay, you have 20 minutes. Don't go past 20 minutes." I was like, "Oh, yes, ma'am. I won't go past 20 minutes. All right, yes, ma'am." Mm-hmm. So you'll hear me try to cut it off around 20 minutes. All right. I was like, "All right, Corey, I need to end it here." Blah blah blah. He keeps talking. All right. So uh, <laughs> 30 something minutes come in. You'll hear me again trying to end it. He keeps going. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, all right, if he wants to keep going, we're going to keep going. Nope. I think I try to end it one more time within like 40 something minutes. Keeps going. I want to say the interview isn't this long because we talked off the record. We right. talked for almost two hours. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed Dan Gilzan at some point five years after the fact, after that. Mm-hmm. And I told him that story. He was like, you know, Tim, we did Transformers for some, some, some odd years. You talked to Corey more than I ever have combined. <laughs> <laughs> I think something just connected. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. know, because even his publicist, publicist said that he was a fan of my show. So he listens to my show. Maybe not all of them, but he's heard my show before and he was a fan. Very so that was a awesome. cool moment, you know, to hear that. Yeah. And with some of these interviews that we get, because like I said at the beginning of last week, and like I said, I said this week, like I haven't gotten all the people that you've gotten, but I've gotten yeah. a good fair few amount. 
yeah. over the last 13, 14 years. And like we just did one recently in the last couple of months with David Kay. Nice person said it was our third, his third appearance on the, on, on the, on the network. The publicist person said you have 30 minutes thing went for over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I love you that. Know? Cause the thing is, is once you get these guys talking and you have they good questions, they want to keep going. And if they want to keep going, that's on them. That's exactly. You know, and it's awesome. Uh, we love it. Don't get me wrong. Look, I'm never going to say anything where I get more time with a yes. actor, voice actor, musician, whatever it is. So, and I, I, I assume you do, obviously. But uh, do you? Uh, did you ever own anything based on cartoon on a cartoon? <laughs> Comics, coloring books, toys. Obviously, Everything. yes. But like, Everything. what are what are what are some of your favorite things um, that you've owned? So G.I. Joe's, um, probably the most toys of a cartoon series that I had were G.I. Joe's. 20 plus characters, handful of, of vehicles. Um, had a couple Transformers, had some Thundercats, had some He-Man. I think G.I. Joe was kind of the first cartoon series I had a ton of. And then real Ghostbusters, I had a couple of them that I, that I loved. Um, we had a Christmas one year where pretty much everything we got was the whole entire toy franchise of Tailspin. So every toy they released, we got for Christmas, which is probably one of my favorite Christmases, honestly. So we had Baloo and Louie and Kit, and I remember even making them my own little bar to make it Louie's bar out of these building blocks. And that was a good Christmas. And then the Christmas tree was, you know, Baloo's little, whatever that little island was called, where he, uh, Cape Suzette? No, whatever his where's home was. I guess it was a branch of Cape Suzette. You know what I mean? It kind of felt like it was secluded though. Where his Oh, where, okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Where the business yeah. was. It didn't seem like it was entirely attached, but I'm sure it was. As a kid, it just kind of felt a little separate from Cape Suzette, you know. But yeah, but now as an adult, I collect animation cells. Mm. So in, in case you don't know, I'm sure you know what they are, but if a listener doesn't know what they are. They are the actual hand-drawn and hand-painted cells you see on the cartoon itself. So let's say if my cell was missing for, if my cell was missing from the show, if you're watching it, there will be like a half a second where it's blank. Nothing would be there because it was the actual copy that you saw on the screen. So I actually own physical copies of my favorite cartoons. So that's something I enjoy collecting as an adult because they, they can get quite expensive. Mm-hmm. I have a good amount of DuckTales, probably five cells from DuckTales. Uh, I got one from Thundercats. Got one from Ghostbusters. Nothing from Transformers because those are hard to find. Yeah, they are. If you do, they're usually cut up, honestly. People yeah. used to cut out the, the figure from yeah. the cell. Um, That's sad. I know it is. It's sad to think that people didn't really care about these items. Mm-hmm. Something cool that Walt Disney, the person, would do when when he was done making an animated feature in the 40s and plus years, um, he would give the voice actors or people working on the series or on, on the movie mm-hmm. an animation cell that was framed. And so often those are the ones you can find for sale or an auction mm-hmm. are the ones that he would give out as gifts to people who worked on the movie. Very cool. Very cool. And I have a couple from Disney. I have one from... Uh, um, 
Oh, can't think. Great Mouse Detective. I have one from that. I think that's my only main Disney feature film. Because you're, if, you, if you're looking up feature films, mm-hmm. you're talking about five to $10,000 $10, oh, yeah, for, for a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, get, it can get pricey, but I have a good, <laughs> I have a good amount. I'm going to make a video at some point on YouTube about my uh, collection of animation cells. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know how many of us would want an animation cell of that castle though. That castle under the sea, you know, <laughs> it kind of made that a little, a little too lifelike. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What is your favorite cartoon theme song? Oh man. Um, I think it's going to go to a Disney, a Disney show. Cause those were just iconic. Even though I love Thundercats theme song, Transformers is just an earworm. This gets into you and just, you know, you can't get rid of it. I love it. Um, let's see. It's going to be between Tailspin and DuckTales. Tailspin was iconic. That was just a great theme song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say DuckTales though. <laughs> yeah. DuckTales. Absolutely. How big is your animation DVD or digital collection? I don't do digital. I'm okay. I'm, I'm fairly anti-digital unless you can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I own a, probably like five movies on digital because you can't find them on Blu-ray. So <laughs> that's about it. Um, DVDs probably, probably 150. Maybe a hundred. Mm. They t- take up two giant. Yeah, probably 120. I'll go with 120. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Which cartoons, cartoon or cartoons, had the biggest impact on your life? Um. Okay, this will be the first time where I don't say DuckTales because I don't think it really made a huge impact on my life other than it was fun and gave me good memories. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe X-Men. Really? Just because I, at that time as a teenager, mm-hmm. I felt like I was an outcast. Mm-hmm. So okay. we moved... I lived in Reno, Nevada mm-hmm. from pretty much from the time I was three to 13. So it was, okay. it was all I pretty much remember. And then when I was 13, I moved to the panhandle of Florida. Oh. Um, and it's nothing like Florida that you would think this is, I don't want to talk negative about it, but it's, it's not Miami, you know, yeah. it's very, it's very much the South. Yeah. Very different from what I was used to on the West coast. Yeah. So I had no friends, um, my brother was older at that time. He would have been 15. So he stopped hanging out with me. Um, nobody to hang out with. I was made fun of every day in school from eighth grade until probably mid 11th grade. Every day getting made fun of like majorly, like super bad. Wow. Or you would think I'd go home and dwell on it, but I didn't. And I think X-Men kind of, because this is weird to say X-Men and Saved by the Bell. Helped me kind of cope with it. All right. Yeah. So say by the bell because it, it kind of 
transported me to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody there reminded me of my friends on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And yep. X-Men, because it was mutants, and they were different, you know, yeah. people didn't like them. And I guess that's what I'll say, is is the X-Men. They just kind of helped me cope being the being the stranger to a new town. Absolutely. Every time I move, Kelly Kapowski can help me, come help me cope anytime she wants. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> Uh, and I'm speaking of the character, folks. I know the real life actress is actually happily married with children and all that and everything else, but 90s Kelly Kapowski, let's go. <laughs> now, this this is going to be interesting because I don't think that, well, I, I, the, the, the question after this one's going to be really interesting. But what was the most you talk about yourselves and things like that? What's the most money you ever spent on a cartoon item? <laughs> oh, my wife. Good thing she doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> well, you already lot. spent the money, so it doesn't really it's, matter at this point. I have a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, besides sales, because that would, I don't know, sales I don't think would be the most. I'm looking at my collection right now in my, my, my office. Um, well, it, it kind of counts. I have a signed autograph of Roy Disney. Not Walt Disney, but Roy Disney, if that counts. Um, not really, though. I guess. I mean, I mean, it kind of counts, but it kind of not. Um, so there's that. There's also, this one kind of counts, but kind of not as well. So I have a Ninja Turtle head that is a 100% replica of the nineties movie, even though it's a live action movie. Right. right. It kind of is in the same spectrum. Well, yeah. The anime I mean, series. Yeah. Um, so I have that and I can wear it and everything and the mouth can kind of move, <laughs> but it looks amazing, dude. It looks amazing. Um, I actually am going to be, I, so I haven't really even talked about this at all to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm creating a second show. Oh boy. This is kind of why I stopped doing Saturday Morning Rewind mm-hmm. a couple months ago or three months ago. It's back now, by the way. I'm still doing it. It's, yes, it yes. I retired it for a couple months. It's back. But I was focusing more on the second show, which is mm-hmm. going to be based on everything, even movies and TV shows that aren't cartoon, that was mm-hmm. pre-2000. So anything pre-2000 is fair game for this show. And it's going to be a video show on YouTube. I'm using the turtle head for the background. I'm actually creating a mannequin of the Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I even bought latex that I'm making my own um, parts for the rest of the body. Wow. And I'll paint it. And to cheat, I am using the trench coat. <laughs> yes. yes. That's wow. the easiest way to cheat. And it still looks amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm excited for that. That's all I'll say about the new show coming in 2023. Just stay tuned for that. Do we have a title yet? We do. I named it last week. <laughs> so this is exclusive as well. Exactly. I haven't talked about it anywhere. Um, I actually have the domain and everything, even all the handles on Instagram and everything. Mm-hmm. I like to keep the theme of Rewind. It's going to be my branding. And of course, the cassette will be probably involved as well. Yeah. So one is going to be called pressing rewind because I'll be taking you back to the past. We're going to press rewind and taking you back to the past to talk about everything pre 2000. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. That's not helping. <laughs>
So I mentioned earlier that question 19 is going to be really, really interesting because for me personally, I tried watching The Simpsons. I was at a then stepmother's at the time. I was at her family's house with them and with her and with my dad. And I turned The Simpsons on and Homer said something that threw everybody in. Oh my God. Oh my God. You can't watch The Simpsons. Oh my God. It's the end of the world. Yep. Do you have a My Parents Wouldn't Let Me Watch That Cartoon Story? Let's see here. I don't know if I do. Okay. Nothing bad towards them, but they were never there. Right, right, yeah. They were a working family. You know, my dad was an executive chef at a restaurant, so he was there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, Even on the weekends, I think he was gone, too. And no, I think weekends, he was mainly home. And mom would have been there, but she would have been doing housework or some other things. So I don't know if they were even familiar with what I was watching as a kid to keep track yeah. of things. So no, okay. and South Park, South Park came out later. You know, I was 19 when that came out. Yeah, I, yeah that's, that's, but like, and, so two things with my then stepmother at the time. Oh my God, they freaked out over the Simpsons. And then she saw me watching ironically, and I don't know how this, whatever, I don't know what, she saw me watching BTAS and mm-hmm. something happened, either a gunshot or, yeah. and there were no bullets on that show. They didn't show that. Yes. Yeah. They fired guns, but like, like she's like, Oh my God, this is too violent. You're going to turn into a homicidal maniac. If you keep watching this idiot in this bat uniform. So yeah, that's, I do remember um, holding a Simpsons water bottle when the show first came out. And uh, I was at church when I was holding it. Oh. And somebody <laughs> said something. So, but my parents didn't do anything about it. So I guess they didn't really care. What? This is where I keep my holy water. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> I, it was, I, you know, we were between nine and 12 during its initial height. Obviously, 89, it kind of got, you know, whatever. But by 90, 91, and 9, as soon as Michael Jackson and Bart Simpson got together, you knew, you know, like it was a thing. So for me, I had Simpsons. And I say this, and I've said this in every single podcast that I have done recently when I talk about the 80s and I talk about animation and things like that. The 80s is a timeline of animation because things started and stopped. Yeah. 1983. Let's start there. 1983. He-Man starts, goes to 85. She-Ra starts, but in 84, you have Voltron and Transformers. You have other things in 84. I'm sure 85, obviously Thundercats and Mask and Jen. Yeah. Jen was 85. Yes. You know, you have all this stuff. Transformers ends at 87. Turtles picks up. Turtles goes from 87 to 96. But throughout that, in 88, you had 88, 89, 90, 91. You had Disney Afternoon. You had Gummy Bears. You have all these things that you go through that it's a timeline of things. Yep. So from one thing to the next to the next to the next. So that's the thing about... The whole, you know, the Simpsons era, and by night, 
by Christmas of 92, I had, like, short of a actual, you know, red shirt and blue shorts and a Bart Simpson mask. <laughs> I had Ram Bart shirts. I had Bartman shirts. I had yep. every single piece of Eat My Shorts material. I had it. No matter yep. what, you couldn't escape it. You had to embrace it, and it was fun. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, now that I think about it, I don't think my parents really liked Red and Stimpy. <sighs> Who the hell? Uh, thank God. They're smart. That show yeah. sucks. Yeah. I don't remember have, being able to watch it. I watched it, but it's not a ton of it, though. It's <laughs> it's gross-out humor, and yeah. it, that's not my thing. So, like, I don't mind humor going gross, but doing some of the things they did on that show was a little too far. Yeah. And yep. the guy that originally originated that show, he's on the same level as Cosby, honestly. Yep. That's as, what I've heard. As, as a human. So that's what I've heard. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll ask you this, but you haven't seen many of them. What is your opinion on cartoon reboots and which ones do you think have been the most successful? All right. Reboots. I watched, I, I try to at least watch some of them so mm-hmm. I can have opinions on them. Like I said about the DuckTales mm-hmm. one, um, DuckTales one was okay. Well, not for me. I enjoyed the Thundercats reboot that came out in the mid 2000s. 2011. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched maybe four or five episodes. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was different. They changed it up, and the animation was beautiful. I really liked that. Even, the, even as a huge original Thundercats fan, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've seen many... Uh, name some other reboots. I don't remember. Besides Transformers. I know there's a million Transformers. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen any of the He-Mans besides the original. Yeah, you should check out the 2002 He-Man... Uh, you should check out the CGI He-Man. It's 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 very mar- like I said. Uh, I think I said this last week, or I might have said this earlier today. I don't remember earlier in this recording. I don't remember what nineteen eighty three. What filmation He-Man was to us as the young children that we were then is to what the CGI Netflix series is. Yeah. What I think it should be for kids today, kind of thing. I there have been a couple of GI Joe ones. Nope, haven't seen those. Okay, there was what else? Uh, I don't know. Muppet Babies. I, I didn't really want to watch the Muppet Babies because it was for more for kids this time around, more preschool age, I think. This new you reboot. Mean compared to the original Muppet Baby. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were definitely aging that down, which is fine. That's what they're That's supposed fine. to That's do. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. Eating on that whatsoever. Yep. All right. Which cartoon series from the past would you most want to see more of today, whether it be reboot, live action movie, or any other form of media? Really seriously, for me, when I look at this question, my thought of that, the way I would ask this question is, if they took the animation from then and just continued it, like which cartoons would you want to see the most of? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to reboot. I'm just again. I'm just against reboots. There's, it's just lazy. I think yeah. honestly, um, and and most of the time, I'm not saying all the time. Most of the time, you can't top the original. 
I'm sure it's been done. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I can be proven wrong, but most of the time you can't really outdo the original. I mean, look at Thundercats Ho. Isn't that the name of the show that came out a couple years ago? Oh, oh the stupid no, the Thundercats Roar. Roar, yeah, that's what, what it was. that was. And it barely oh, got a season. You didn't even know where, like, literally, I unless I had to, like, whatever, like, I literally downloaded the Cartoon Network app just to be able to try to watch it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That's one that I didn't watch anything on. And I can easily voice my opinion without even watching an episode, I think. <laughs> I think watching the trailer was what you saw in the cartoon. Yeah, pretty much it was. So I can say that it looked awful and I will never watch it. And whoever made it should be. Yeah. Yeah. What Anyways, is- so, oh, it's no good. Sorry. Let's see something. So I wouldn't want to reboot either a continuance. You can mm-hmm. always continue the transformer timeline mm-hmm. easily, but I think they've probably have done that with some of the reboots or some of them. Yeah. I mean, every show is different. You know, going from Generation 1 into G2, which G2 really didn't have a show because yeah. it was just Generation 1 redone. Kind of, It was just old. Uh, it just threw on beginning and ending a cybernetic space cube and all that BS. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Then there was Beast Wars in the 90s, Beast Machines. Yeah, I never, I never watched Beast. I never watched that either. I, they're good. They're really, really good. Beast Wars and Beast Machines are ri- they're different. They're not Generation One, but they have plenty of Generation One homages in them. Yeah. Um, you know, but you have you know you still have some sort of similar character types. Uh, we we dig them here at the Geekcast Radio Network. Yeah. You know, so they're they're really awesome. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna I'll say that I wouldn't mind it if somebody made a live action movie based on some of the franchises of the 80s if they do it right <laughs> you know don't get michael bay to direct it don't get get somebody who has love and yeah. knowledge of these characters and make a live action movie hopefully the he-man movie is gonna be okay you know I, is it even happening i, I, saw, I saw yesterday they hired the he-man they have a they have an actor now as of yesterday is it that noah oh. kid or somebody else I forget, but I mean, he doesn't look like my He-Man, but whatever. Yeah. He's he's bulking up. He said in the interview, so good for him. Um, let's see. I mean, I didn't I didn't hate Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. I didn't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, but I didn't hate it. But okay, so I wouldn't be opposed to a Thundercats live action movie or a CG live action mm-hmm. movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is if they did it right, and I think yeah. those are characters. I think those are characters where there's a lot of good characters to choose from. To make it right, you don't. You can go with the smart, the snarf from 2011 if you want to make it so he doesn't talk. So he doesn't you know what talk. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, even though I love the original snarf, I can mm-hmm. understand if you choose to go in a serious direction and make it so he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. You know, so a serious Thundercats movie, I think, could be really good. Mm. And. <laughs> Well, the next question is all about sidekicks, and this character that I'm going to mention is not a sidekick, but I meant to mention this last week. It always, it didn't, as a kid, I found it strange. It didn't creep me out, it didn't weird me out, but it was just really strange that you have Grandpa Huxtable at night (laughs) and Panthro during the day, and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> like, wait, what? 
I know. It's so great. Oh, Earl. We miss you, Earl. That's a voice. That's another one of those. Hey, I know that voice or that. That's one of those. Oh my God. It's just his voice. I know. So much power behind that little voice there. Absolutely. What is your opinion of the cartoon sidekick? Snarf, Orko, et cetera, et cetera. Do you love them? Hate them? Don't care either way. I don't remember hating any of them when I was a kid. I don't. Okay. Um, I even still, I, I like Orko. I like Snarf. Um, I like, I guess Odie even could be a side sidekick character. Yeah. Um, I think normal is more the side. Garfield and Odie were kind of on the same kind of footing. Like, yes, Garfield is the star, but Odie is also there. And then you, you bring in normal. Yeah. You know, I didn't hate normal. (laughs) Normal wasn't in there long enough for me to fully hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Garfield was already always picking on normal. So (laughs) I didn't hate normal. Yeah. So I can't think. What what are some other sidekicks? So let's see. Scott and T-Bob, any human child in He-Man in the Masters of the Universe from 83. Yeah, they were Snarf, Snarfer. Snarfer. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? I guess technically. Oh, there would have been uh, um, Scrappy-Doo. Hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> there are... I, didn't, I didn't hate him. Okay, good. No, I didn't hate him. Because... There's a long-running debate here at the GeekCast Radio Network about whether Scrappy is a good character or not, or whether people just hate him to hate him. And Look, I I say this is my personal opinion, folks. This has nothing to do with the network. It has nothing to do with TuneCast. I'm not saying overall whatever. But for me personally, like you mentioned earlier, that you got bullied and you got picked on. Yeah. Who the hell wants to run away and hide under a damn table waiting for a damn Scooby snack? I want I want to be able to get up and stand up. Like, that's what Scrappy was. Scrappy was the stand-up to the bullies, the bad guys, whatever. No matter, no matter what your size. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, right? never, I never disliked him. I always liked him. Yeah. And like I said before, even Bubba Duck. People are on the negative side with Bubba, but I love Bubba Duck. I loved him as a kid. I think he's a good character. In your opinion, which decade represents the golden era of cartoons and why? 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, or today? Of course, you really can't go past the 90s, but... (laughs) I'm going to say the... um, There's two. There's two Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the 30s. Okay. Walt, Walt Disney, Mickey right. Mouse. Yep. That without Mickey Mouse, I it, it, the world would be different without Mickey Mouse. Let's we'll yep. just say that the world would be yeah. a different world if it wasn't for Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And with what with Walt did, and even with with um, Oswald, Lucky Rabbit, which was before Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have Mickey Mouse if it wasn't for Oswald. So, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for what Walt Disney did in the '30s the world will be a totally different world. But as another answer, I'm going to say the eighties, of course, because this is what I love. And the most iconic cartoon series, I believe came from the eighties. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So think of the old, (laughs) 
<sighs> All the old men you saw on TV denouncing cartoons when you think of this question. Some people view cartoons as something for children and don't view animation as a serious form of media that adults should consume. Who should cartoons be made for, in your opinion? Um, let's see. Well, I think they're made for everybody. Yep. That's what it, like, let's go back to Walt Disney. Let's go back to the Looney Tunes times. Those were made for everybody because they put them before every movie in the theaters as mm-hmm. their opener. Yep. And most people that saw movies were adults. Yeah, not a lot of kids going to movies back then. No, not back then. Unless it was a special, you know, a, a family-friendly movie or whatever. But Which Snow know, White is not. No, no. Back then, especially because... Animation was new to people back then, especially feature film animation. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's for everybody. Walt Disney, I think, even said it, how he makes things for everybody to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I need to make a side note. Um, mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse did not come out in the 30s. It was 28, 1928. Yep. But 19- 30s is what you think of when yeah. you truly think of Mickey Mouse and the uh, love growing for Mickey Mouse. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we are now entering the cartoon fantasy land. Questions 25 to 29 are all about the fictional universes and things and everything else. So anything Tim says in these next uh, questions, uh, it's fake, folks. It's (laughs) make-believe. Basically, imagine an animated trolley taking you from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood into the land of make-believe. If you could live on any – or no – Sorry. If you could own any vehicle featured in a cartoon, which would it be? <laughs> okay, man. There's so many good ones. <laughs> um, the Thunder Tank. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get that cool theme music with it, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was the theme music playing, and Panther's always driving it. Absolutely. If you could live in any cartoon world that you wanted, where would you live? And obviously, it should go without saying that you can breathe. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many people I've asked this question to. Like, oh, well, if I can't breathe on Cybertron, why would I want to live there? <laughs> Or if I can't breathe it under the whatever Snorks Village. Uh-huh, they, yep. Yeah. Okay. If I can live anywhere in any um I'm, I'm, I don't want to be anywhere dangerous, so I'm not gonna say third earth from Thundercats. <laughs> I don't think I do I do not want to live there. Do not want to live there. Cape Cusino Saint Canard, no, same reasons, a little too dangerous. I'm gonna go with Duckburg because Really, there's not too many bad guys you got to worry about as long as you're not super rich, you know? Yeah. So it just seemed like a happy place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Who would so basically you get to start a a barbershop quartet? So you are one fourth. So you get to pick three. Who would your top three tune pals be to join you? Goofy, Mickey, and Donald. Really? Just because it'll be a very interesting. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Oh, boy. They're the first ones to pop up. I see. I mean, I don't remember what I initially. I probably said something like Rodimus Prime, Scrappy Doo, and something else in my episode. I don't remember what I said in episode yeah. 246 of the show. But 
like as you're saying that, my first thought is Jessica Rabbit, Roger oh, Rabbit, yeah. and Donald Duck. Because oh, or no, 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 Jessica Rabbit, Daffy Duck, and Donald Duck. Because I want to see the two ducks go at it. All right. So you are not married. You don't have children. Oh man, that's sad. Well, it's a fictional world, dude. If you could date any cartoon character, which would it be and why? Okay, there's two. Uh, My my first cartoon crushes. Uh Uh-huh. First one would be Ariel, Little Mermaid. Uh, I think she was my first crush. Maybe, no, Linda Carter was my first crush. Like my first real crush with Linda Uh Carter. Yeah. So Ariel will be the first one, and then it would be Jessica Rabbit as my second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my one and only answer. It was it was very easy. Jessica Rabbit, hands down. And I had like, the same crush on both of them when I was a kid, so that answer would be no different if you asked me in 89. And I mean, hey, fast forward, uh, uh, you know, to Toy Story times, you have, you know, Barbie and Batman is is is, it's like holy crap! Barbie and Batman got married. Yikes! All right. (laughs) What is the holy grail of cartoon artifacts? The Sword of Omens, the Matrix of Leadership, the Power Sword, etc. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Power Sword Mm. because it really defined. That character, you know, without the sort of, I think Thundercats would have been okay without the sort of omens, you know, they wouldn't be strong and as powerful, but the power sword really, yeah, you know, defined who he was, you know, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It did. All right, folks, we are now exiting the cartoon fantasy land. So everything from now on is real. Yay. We are now so I have there. kids again and a wife. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like in case any significant other spell of any guest, that's why that's why it's fictional. But sometimes yes. people nowadays don't understand the term fictional. So, no. you know. Final question, what is one piece of advice that you'd give the cartoon fandom in general? Just relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Your, your, your cartoon that you love, just relax. You know, you can defend it and all, mm-hmm. but to a certain degree, it's, it wasn't yours to control. You know, even though I hated Thundercats Roar, Roar. that's what yep. it was called. You know, it didn't, it didn't kill me. It no. didn't, it wasn't the end of my love for the Thundercats. I didn't go out and do bad things because it was created. Um, just take a chill pill. If people aren't on your side, like, you know, like I said, DuckTales is my favorite cartoon. I'm sure it's not everybody's favorite cartoon. People might even hate it. I don't know why, but you might hate it. So just, just relax. <laughs> your cartoons will always be your cartoons. And they'll always be there for you, which is great. That's why I love them. They're always there if you need them. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do that, would you like to be on the Origins episode here at TuneCast? Send us an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com or the subject line TuneCast Origins guest spot. 
You must have at least one year or more of podcast experience and have a good microphone and be able to take the Zencaster link. Zencaster only uses PCs or Macs. It does not do mobile. We'll be back right after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Dan, and I'm the host of the Rock Nerd Radio Show, which airs live on HudsonRiverRadio.com every Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It also gets backed up as a podcast, which you can find on your preferred podcasting platform. Every week on my show, I talk about all kinds of pop culture. I talk about music. I talk about movies, TV, comics, collectibles, and so much more. I also feature a guest on my show periodically, which you might enjoy. I have a couple of special segments of my, on my show, one called The Cover Song of the Week and My Favorite Thing in the World This Week. If you think this sounds cool, check it out sometime. I hope you do. Hi, I'm Terry Smith, the host of Music Talks, the podcast where I ask guests a simple but beguiling question. Choose a song from each decade of your life and tell me why these songs mean so much to you. Guests and listeners love this format. And if you want to find out why, then take a listen at musictalkspod.buzzsprout.com or use your favorite podcast app. Just search on Music Talks Terry Smith. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and... Talk to me. Then send me a tweet at Music Talks Pod. I look forward to doing some music talking soon. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Marku 42 Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Car, car, 
Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes toys can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, Dwayne, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. All right. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Goodbye, Michael Knight. We are back here on Tooncast. This is episode 290, and I guess I forgot to mention this, but I looked up when the Disney afternoon started. It started in 1990, so that's why Tim is on episode 290 for his origins. <laughs> All right, Tim, Mr. Saturday Morning Rewind, pimp your stuff. Nice. My name is Tim Nadell from Saturday Morning Rewind. Uh, you can find me at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You'll also find all my social media links on there. Or just find me at Saturday Rewind. I've interviewed, I don't know how many voice actors, but we have 200 plus episodes. A lot of good, rare interviews on there that I think you'll really enjoy. So check us out. We are almost, I think we're pretty much everywhere you find podcasts. So check out Saturday Morning Rewind. Very cool, very cool. All right, Toonsters, as always, we want to thank you for joining us here on Tooncast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send us email to feedback at geekcastradio.com, as I mentioned before. You can check us out on any of the podcatching platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. Follow us on Twitter at GCR and Tooncast for the show. You can also follow at Tooncast Beyond. I am at TF2 and Mike. And you can also follow at Geekcast Radio for the network. Uh, at Saturday Rewind is for Tim on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out uh, Tooncast All Tunes all the time over there as well, because apparently even though we kind of copywrote or trademarked the name Tooncast back in 2009, apparently there are a bunch of others <laughs> out there with the same damn name, so I had to add the all tunes all the time part. <sighs> and then there's... I haven't really listened to it, but there's a show that's come out in the last couple of years called Days Past Tooncast, and I'm sitting here thinking, can't you be original? Can't you find a completely different name? Like, come I, had, I had somebody use my name in my show, Saturday Morning Rewind, and my logo for their show. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of stuff has happened to us before. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't you anybody. It was a totally different show. But why yeah, would yeah. you? Why would you do? People are lazy that I want to do the research. Always. There's an episode of GeekCast Radio. I forget which number it is. I'll probably put it in the show notes. But it was all about the podcast name game. Steve Megatron and I 
sat down for about, I don't know, 40 minutes, an hour or so, talking about podcast naming games and coming up with unique names for your podcast that you can do and use and whatever. So all that. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast and wish you'll join us next time in 2023 when we will be discussing something because I am making episode 290 of the show the final show of the year. So happy Halloween, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, Merry Hanukkah, Merry whatever the fuck you want to celebrate, however you want to celebrate it. Pull the leg, deck the tree, trim the halls. I don't know. Just do something and watch cartoons, folks. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Tim Nidell. Thank you for listening. Until next year. Oh, yeah. And unleash the tune in you. Like that monster doesn't look incapable of anything. Oh, a sneak attack, eh? I gotta warn you, you're dealing with Scrappy-Doo. That's more like it. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon? Okay. Okay, Theodore? Okay. Okay, Alvin? Alvin? Um, 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 um. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here on Tooncast. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, visit the website. Or, wait, shit, fuck, damn it.